the moment we step back from trying to force things to happen for us the way that we think they're supposed to happen and we just start paying more attention to how we feel, what we want, who we are outside of those things, just who we are at our core um, and, and what makes us feel good, like what brings us satisfaction and joy in life, that's when you start to actually find that clarity and when kind of the dust can settle, the brain fog can clear and you can really start being more introspective and diving into those types of things. Welcome to Let's Thrive the Podcast, a place for holistic storytelling with none of the BS and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and my mission is to interview guests that inspire, educate, and empower you to live your best life. In these stories, you'll see a part of your own journey reflected in theirs and learn to grow from it. And with that said, let's thrive. Welcome back to Let's Drive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it is a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. Wow, oh wow, how is it already the end of February? I was looking at the dates of all the podcast episode releases and deciding what intros I needed to record when, and I realized that when this episode comes out, which is very soon after me recording this intro, Uh, It's pretty much like it is February 24th, the end of February 2021 uh, for anyone listening in the future. But that just blows my mind because, I mean, I remember February was just starting and, you know, friends were like, oh, we'll have to plan this for the beginning of March. And I'm like, you guys, this month is going to fly by. Get ready. It's the shortest month of the year already. And just something about 2021, like, I don't know, this time's just flying by. Maybe not for everyone, but for me at least. And I really do attribute that to (laughs) just that very fast-paced hustle mentality. Uh, You guys know I'm not one for that hustle 24-7 idea of living. I think that all it does is lead to burnout, which is something I've experienced twice now at the ripe old age of 21 and I never would wish a burnout uh, you know to anybody like it is not fun mentally physically emotionally it is not something that I'd want anyone to go through and so that's why I'm so excited for today's episode with the lovely Chelsea Glazer on all things burnout and just finding your most efficient workflow and just creating the space to really find that balance so to speak between work and life So hopefully this resonates and helps any of you. It's actually interesting. I'm, so you guys know, I'm also into astrology a bit, human design, all that stuff. Well, my astrological signage, I'm Capricorn, Taurus, and like when you do a deep dive into my chart, I'm the essence of a workaholic. And then in human design, I'm a generator, so also workaholic. So it is in my blood to work and It's something I'm working on, but you know, the struggles of tying your worth to productivity and all that nonsense. And it's something I'm continually working through. And I just find that whenever I have a little extra space in my life, so not actual like extra time or space, but it feels like it, I automatically fill it up with something more to do work related. And It was just here at the beginning of February that I actually had to let go of one of my side jobs, which was helping behind the scenes with a friend of mine who does blogging. And I was doing that for two friends. And the one is more full-time 
And this other one was just more part-time, a few hours a week. And I just realized like even those two to three hours a week that I was helping her were two to three hours that I was sacrificing my own work. So that was things for the podcast or things for Instagram um, or the schooling I'm doing, which I know I don't talk about much and I need to talk about more, but I'm doing the adapt health coaching to become a board certified health coach. And like all these things, plus my actual both two part-time jobs and life in general, like I was losing my shit. And so it was hard, but I just decided like, I'm going to reach burnout unless I start to let go of things, start to prioritize. And so that's where I'm at right now. Now, I know burnout, it's like a term, it's thrown around, maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but it's basically just in my view, like when you hit that rock bottom, either physically, mentally, or emotionally. So you've just been pushing yourself to the edge time and time and time again. It's like you've been on a hamster wheel going, 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 going. And burnout happens when suddenly like you trip and fall and you're rolling off the treadmill or the hamster wheel, or you've hit rock bottom, whatever metaphorical and, 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 why can't I say that word? Analogy, any analogy you want to use in this, in that moment, that is what burnout means to me. Um, and as you hear us discuss in this episode, for me, burnout's always been a very physical manifestation. So I actually will start to like lose weight. My hair will actually start falling out. I get like the permanent like dark circles under my eyes, my energy will crash random points throughout the day, I have super low energy, and then like mentally too, I'm just not myself, I'm not my most cheerful, productive overall self, and it's been really scary the last two times that I reached like extreme burnout, and I think most of us experience minor burnout much more often than we think, but it's these major moments that quite literally like shake you and say, whoa, hey now, You've got to do something, otherwise like you won't be able to keep going. And Chelsea shares her own experience with this, which was something I think so many of you relate to. And I think the first step is becoming aware of, like, are you stuck on this hamster wheel of go, 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 hustle 24-7, you know? And if you are, then the next step is like just raising awareness about how can I prevent, how can I start to step on the brakes? How can I start to slow down? before it's just like full speed collision, before you hit rock bottom, before you reach burnout. And so that's something Chelsea and I really do talk a lot about in this episode, whether that's lifestyle things, mindset shifts, etc. Um, it's just all really good, tangible ways to create more space in your life, more flow, more ease, so that it doesn't feel like you're constantly going, you're constantly fighting this uphill battle. Um, and then in that, you know, Chelsea is the co-founder of Freddie, which is a natural nootropic that helps support overall just like brain function, productivity. And then she's also the entrepreneur of her own branding and just like overall brand building business, Launch It Girl. And both are just such phenomenal, you know, pieces of work that she's created and co-founded. But they really did play in today's conversation because, you know, with the branding company, when she works with clients, she's helping them basically find like their niche or find their clarity and their vision so that they're not running in 101 directions doing 101 things when really they just need to be doing a few things to build that vision for their business or their life or whatever it is and I know I know you guys can relate to me on that one where sometimes it just feels like you have this general idea of what you want whether that's in work uh, side passion life relationship etc but then everything just feels like a tangible, tan, 
oh my goodness, I cannot speak today. <laughs> it feels like just a big mess of, she explains it here, like slippery noodles. And you're just grasping at all these different ways to get to this end point. But it's just so neat how she walks us through this like process of just finding that clarity so that you are more efficient and you are more productive with the time so that you then have more time for the space, the stillness, and the slowing down. As you hear us discuss, Freddie, it's another way that you could also support that consider it like the supplement for your ultimate brain function. So it's really neat. You'll hear us talk all about it in this episode. And if this does resonate with you at all, please let us know. We would love to connect. Chelsea is on Instagram at Chelsea Glazer and at We Are Freddy. Both will be linked below. I'm on there at the usual Emily Feichels and at Let's Thrive Podcast, linked below as well. I love connecting with you guys. I love chatting. I just love getting to know you. This is such a beautiful, growing, thriving community. And I wish I could meet more of you in person. I wish I could have more conversations with you all. So please like send me a DM on Instagram. Let's get some audio messages going. If you're in Austin, say hi. I want to like, I don't know, we can connect. I'll, you know, you guys know where I work. You can come see me. Don't get creepy about it, but you can come see me. No, I'm joking. It's never creepy. Just come say hi. I love it. Um, And so with that said, I hope you enjoy this episode. Share with a friend, share with a loved one, just share on the gram. And if you have just a moment or two of free time, you can always leave a rate and review. It helps support the show, makes me smile, and can be like your good deed of the day, you know? So without further ado, let's begin. It is. I, I love that topic because definitely learning how to trust myself and like it has been a huge part of my entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Like I think it's probably been the biggest thing I've learned since starting my first business is that every, anytime I've gone against my gut, even when I was listening to someone who supposedly knew more than me, it always bit me in the ass every time. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to completely trust my like gut instinct. So I'm like waiting for it every time now. I'm like listening loud and clear. I'm like, I'm ready, whatever you're trying to tell me gut and I'm not going to question it. And even if I, like you can easily talk yourself into anything. And if you're not super careful and just super trusting and what your gut is trying to tell you, then it's really easy to get yourself just so far off track and just not aligned with your values anymore. And you start to feel like, burnt out and lost and like questioning, you're like, why am I even doing this in the first place? You start to feel really far away from your original vision and mission really fast. As soon as you stray away from your goals and you accept too much input and like setting those boundaries for who you are going to allow in to like come and tell you how to do things better or differently. It's like, it's really challenging. It's one of the biggest pieces of entrepreneurship, I think is just, yeah, that, that trusting yourself piece and knowing that you may not know, but like technically every single thing there is to know about running this business or starting it, everyone starts somewhere, but you do know your vision better than anyone else. And that is something you just like have to cling to. Absolutely. Yeah. Like going off what you were saying there, you are someone that I see in my mind, like you've done a lot. You have had like all these little avenues and it's so neat as someone who feels similarly, like I have all these passions and things that I want to branch out and follow to and try in life. And I, I really like admire the way you've done that. But also I think it does create, like there is a point when you have to 
really like hone in on that vision, what you were saying, right? Like you have to be, you have to have like the clarity there. And that's something I, for a long time did not have. And so I guess like just from your experience with all these different, you know, things you've done and accomplished and set forth in life, like what has helped you when it comes to that vision process, right? So this could be a vision for someone's business. It could be vision when it comes to school and career, when it comes to health, lifestyle, et cetera. But like overall, what has been your experience when it comes to honing in on that vision and just really getting the clarity on it? Yeah. So um, I'm actually a brand strategist by trade. And so this is what I do for people all day long. Like I work with a ton of clients, everyone who is like thinking about starting something, or even if they've just gotten to a point in their business where they've grown a lot, their audience has maybe changed a little bit, and they're kind of taking a step back and looking at their progress. And they're like, okay, we've come far from where we are. And now we need to revisit our vision and like redefine where we're going and, and how this is all shaping up. So this is the kind of work I do with people. So I do have a process like that's actually really structured and templated um, for moving through this, but of just like finding complete clarity. And I really like to think of this as like, all your ideas, your insights, your wisdom, your knowledge, all the little tiny things you have in your head about your business, your vision, it's like a bowl of spaghetti and like everything's all mixed in there. And like, you know it, like, you know what it is, but as soon as you sit down to say at like a high level, like this is what I stand for, or this is who I am, or this is my mission. That's when it can get really jumbled because you're like, you're like in the middle of this bowl of spaghetti with it, with all the noodles in there. Um, and so it's really hard to see all of it as like a big picture. So my process is really like, I like to think of it as like, we pull each noodle out of the bowl, like one by one, we lay them all out and we're like, okay, this is what we're working with. And we get extreme clarity on each tiny little piece of the vision of the, like every piece of the puzzle for your business and what you're working on. And that's where the clarity comes from is like diving into those details that you never thought were important. Um, and they're really important. And so working through that, but one of the things that's helped me the most, I mean, it's hard to do that process for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, is that you just, you need some perspective on it and you need some, someone to challenge you on the way you're thinking about it too. And like fill in those gaps in your vision and show you what the gaps in your vision even are. So when I'm trying to do this work for myself, I always start with my values and really stick to what is it that are my like core values that are the most important things to me. And I definitely went through a phase where, you know, when I first launched Freddie um, and I was working on that, it was kind of like, okay, so now I'm running two businesses. They're very different businesses. And I'm like, you know, I get a few months into Freddie and I had this kind of identity crisis of like, what do I stand for? Why am I doing so much? Why am I doing all of these things? Um, and it actually took me, um, going through, like, I, I joined a coaching program, like a storytelling program, which is funny. Cause like I do this for people, but I was like, I need a me to help me do this. And so I joined this program and I was, I'm so glad I did. It's, um, it's actually called master your story. And it's coached by Celine DaCosta, who's just like an amazing master brand storyteller. Um, but the, one of the most important things I got from that was how to clarify exactly what my values are. So she has an amazing process. She brings you through of how to do that. So I like extracted them, like the core values out. And I was able to so clearly see suddenly like, oh, these show up in everything that I do. And so I would definitely recommend, you know, if you're feeling that lack of clarity, start with your values. Think about not only like the topics of things you care about, but like 
why they're important to you and dig deep into those and find those root things that the themes that keep coming up for you that are things you really want to achieve. You want to help others achieve kind of the way you do work. You're going to see these core values come up as themes in your life across the board. That's what's helped me a lot and just really find that bigger picture, know the clarity of everything that I am and that I stand for, but also helping me find clarity and direction in my vision as well in my career and in each of my businesses. Yeah, and I mean, the reason I brought that up is because I've been thinking lately how wouldn't it be great if we did those type of practices in in school, right? In high school. Yeah. When we're trying to figure out like what the next step is for our life, because from my own experience, what happens when I'm lacking clarity, I'm lacking vision, or not even lacking it, you're just not, you're not clear on the vision, mm-hmm. is that that is when I found myself getting burnt out, right? Because what I was doing is like you said, I had this entire bowl of noodles. I wasn't, I like, I knew it was in there, but you know, it's like, you're grasping the noodles, they're falling everywhere. They're slipping everywhere. It's so, you know, just representative of how, when you're lacking that clarity of your vision, you find yourself going in 101 directions, right? Mm -hmm. And you're doing all these things that at the end of the day might not matter at all. Yeah. (laughs) Your end vision that you really, you know, want to go for. And that's how I personally had my experiences with burnout because I was going in so many different directions since I wasn't getting clear on like what actually matters, what is actually important for this end goal and vision of mine. And so that's what I think. And, you know, taking it back to those school years when it's like, if you could find out like, what are these core values? What are things that I really admire and want to aspire to be like, et cetera, like how beneficial could that be in helping, you know, direct like college, career, uh, business, like so many things in life. So I just really wanted to like hone in on that. And, yeah. you know, and I know you, I feel like, you know, I know with your brother too, like the whole basis of Freddie was that idea of burnout, right. And how yeah. it affects us. And you saw it with your own employees and people you work with. So like, what's been your experience with burnout just that sort of like pushing yourself to the limit and then reaching that limit and feeling like, oh, geez, something needs to change here. Oh, absolutely. Um, And like, to your point, I think school, it, they, they teach us what to do, like, and it, it teaches us to knit our identity together with a career or the things that we do or our, the things that we're good at or our accomplishments but it doesn't teach us how to just be or how to take care of ourselves. And I think the moment we step back from trying to force things to happen for us, the way that we think they're supposed to happen, and we just start paying more attention to how we feel, what we want, who we are outside of those things, just who we are at our core um, and, and what makes us feel good, like what brings us satisfaction and joy in life, that's when you start to actually find that clarity and when kind of the dust can settle, the brain fog can clear, and you can really start being more introspective and diving into those types of things. And that was definitely a big part of what my experience was. You know, in my early 20s, I had, I left college, I was working a job, and then I was also just feeling like the entrepreneurial pull and I wanted to do stuff. I was like, I, I want to help. I, I started an environmental organization in the city I was living in to try to like ban plastic bags in the city. Um, and I was starting a small business on the side and I joined this group of young, ambitious people trying to make a difference in the world. And I was going to like a bunch of meetings with them. 
Um, I was going to city council meetings. I had just said yes to everything, spread myself so thin and trying to really find like, what's my thing um, you know, in my early 20s. And you know, in the process, I was also really trying to prove something to myself that like, I felt this pull to do something more. And I felt like I had to prove it that I was like, worthy of, of it or that I was like, good enough. Um, I don't know. I felt like so guilty doing anything that wasn't productive. Uh, for so long. And I just reached this point that I, my like health had just completely deteriorated. I've always been a night owl, but I was like totally and like just a complete insomniac. I was drinking coffee like all day, every day. Like I wouldn't stop drinking coffee until like 5 PM. Um, it was so bad. And I was having, I was waking up or like in the middle of the day, having like heart palpitations, pretty much daily panic attacks for months. And I just reached this point that I was actually going to the doctor and I was like, I think I have a heart condition. Like, why is my heart freaking out like this? I had no idea what was going on with me. And I finally saw a doctor who I actually got an EKG scan at one point. Cause like somebody just like ordered one for me. And then I went to a different doctor and they prescribed me a book called the happiness trap. And it's all about ruminating thoughts and anxiety. And I was like, Oh, oh, I have anxiety. That's what this is. Um, I had no clue. I had never even considered that that's what was going on. I've always been like happy-go-lucky person. Everyone always thought of me as this like cheerful ball of energy. And I was like, there's no way I'm like super anxious and having panic attacks every day. Like I really didn't know what that was. Um, all kinds of weird stuff going on. So um, I like, I would feel like my throat closing on me when this was going on. It was really intense and it was happening daily. So I was definitely, I was definitely at a low point. And once I figured out what it was and started learning more about ruminating thoughts and anxiety, that's when I was like, I need to totally change the way that I am taking care of myself and approaching things. So I got like a food sensitivity test. I cut a bunch of stuff out of my diet. Um, I had so much inflammation in my body just from stress. Luckily, one of my best friends and my next door neighbor at the time is an acupuncturist. And so she was like helping me uh, and she's like a holistic doctor. And so she was like treating me and teaching me a lot. And so I was really leaning into um, holistic wellness at the time and learning from her, um, going to more yoga and starting to figure out meditation. I downloaded a meditation app and was like starting to dip my toes into that. And now I meditate pretty much every day. Um, and yeah, so I just completely changed my entire approach to wellness and how I was taking care of myself. And like, I wasn't turning on Netflix at the end of the day, I was actually starting to like sit in my feelings and work through them and really be more introspective. So that was kind of my turning point was just finally someone bringing it to my attention, what the heck was happening and what I can do about it. Right. There's so much power when something like that can just be like reflected back to us. Right. And that could be from a doctor or a friend or listening to a podcast and thinking like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> right. Like someone yeah. listening could be experiencing all or some, or just a few of the things you just explained. And, you know, that's just one example. There can be like, it, there can be like the complete opposite where instead of having like those intense kind of like spikes and heart palpitations, like for me, I was experiencing just the opposite end of a fatigue that was like mm. such an internal fatigue. It felt, I, I would always say like my heart hurt. Like it felt like my body was just like closing down from the inside out. And it would happen like around your midday heart palpitations. That's when I would just get this crazy intense fatigue, especially for someone of my age. And like, 
there's just so many ways that burnout, overdoing it, anxiety, like they show up. And I feel almost it's like if you keep in that like go, go 24 seven hustle mentality, you don't even realize it until it gets so bad that Mm -hmm. it's slowing you down. So then you notice said thing, you know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. Oh, there's just so much when it comes to preventative being proactive, you know, with our physical, mental, emotional health. Um, And like in the long run, it helps with our productivity, with our focus at work. And, you know, these are all things that I feel, I mean, like what better way to align with a product, right. Than like you and your brother's story with Freddie, like it is, you know, it was meant for someone like you, for someone like me, anyone that's just looking to really, I feel, you know, like do, do a lot with your life, you know, like where there are so many of us that are here with like this drive, this passion, this motivation. And unfortunately, like, I know, I think we discussed this like via email or such, like that idea of like, we can do it all, right? Like we can be an entrepreneur, a creative mother, daughter, sister, However, we can be all these roles and all these identities in life, but we cannot do it all the time. And that's, I think, like the mentality that a lot of us have, right? We, we think we're super, superwoman or superman. And there are moments and times when we are and we can be, but also like, how can we ba- find the balance so that we're not doing burnout? And so bringing this around to Freddie, like, could we just dive a bit into what this is, how it's meant to support that type of lifestyle, right? Like the type of thing we're discussing right here. Um, Because I just think it's so fascinating to find, you know, these like external supplementations and ways to support ourselves just to like make the most of the everyday. Yeah, absolutely. Our, um, so our philosophy at Freddie is just success at work starts with wellness, um, which just summarizes everything we've just been talking about. Um, And So our first product, we really think of ourselves as a wellness brand and our first product is an all natural daily supplement. Um, It's called Focused by Freddie and it helps you just show up feeling a little bit calmer, more collected, a little more energized, but not like a jittery wired energy. It's like a calming energy Um, and you feel sharp and like you kind of clear the brain fog. You're able to just be a little bit less stressed out in your day a little more focused on one thing at a time. And, you know, it's like, like able to help you kind of slow down that like cacophony of thoughts and things happening in your brain to just like, okay, now this thing and get it done. Um, that's my experience with the product. At least, um, we've had a ton of people tell us a whole bunch of different benefits that they've received from it, but it really does help you focus and just feel calmer. So I think there's a lot of other, you know, like drinking too much coffee, you're going to get like that wired jittery feeling. And yes, you're going to have energy, but you're also going to be like sweating and anxious and like, like what's going on. Um, but yeah, this Friday is just like a very different, a different type of energy that it's, it's the subtle boost in your day that when you kind of take a look back on the day or you get to that point where you normally would have your midday slump or your like midday panic attack, um, you just kind of cruise through it at the same pace of like when you started your morning and it's uh, it's pretty amazing, but that's, um, so that's the product. And, you know, as a, a brand as a whole, we are all about just self-compassion, slowing down to put your wellness first, work with that inner critic and not just like letting that inner critic beat you up and make you feel guilty for taking care of yourself. But instead knowing that like 
you need to approach your day with more self-compassion and that unless you're feeling like your best self, you're not going to do your best work. And, you know, when you feel good, you're doing better work. When you're doing better work, you're also like in a better mood and you're making better relationships. Like you're strengthening your work relationships. You're able to network more. Um, you're just all across the board, things are better and you start building more confidence. And there's just this upward spiral that happens when you feel good at work and you're doing good work. Um, and you're just able to put your wellness first and sustain that good feeling throughout your work day. That's uh, what we're all about. Oh, I love that. And it's so true where, you know, going back to what you were saying, how it, you know, it's, you can get energy, right? Like people, there's so many people that are perfectly fine with their coffee drinking throughout the day, right? Like you have these, you might have the energy, but I think that what I know I personally was missing for so long is that, is that focus, that clarity, that ability to actually just be like calm thoughts, right? Because, you know, I've, I've had brain fog where it feels like I can't, can't do anything. And then I've been on the opposite spectrum where there's so much going through my mind that it's, it's overwhelming, right? It's like, you have this massive to-do list and instead of being able to like crank it out, I just see this endless torture in front of me. And instead it's like, I'm a zone out with Netflix or go for a walk or a run or whatever. Right. And so there can be like both sides to it. So to find a way to sort of find that in between where, and I think I'm not sure exactly how it works in the body, but it sounds almost, you know, like I love adoptogens for the part where they adapt to what your body needs. Right. So it's mm -hmm. like, there's a day where you're experiencing the brain fog and you need a bit of a boost. That's what it does. And if there's the day where your thoughts are going a mile a minute and you need like a chill pill, that's what it does. And so I know it's, you know, nootropic based. So I guess if yeah. we could like go into a bit of that, is that sort of like how it fundamentally works, right? Like sort of like adapting to what your mind is needing each day? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's a, that's a really cool way to look at adaptogens and how they support you. Um, so our, our blend is herbs, mushrooms, and amino acids. And so we have a little bit of green coffee bean extract in there. Um, for the caffeine. So it's like 25 milligrams of caffeine, um, which is like basically one fourth of the amount that is in a normal cup of coffee. I think it's 25, maybe it's 50. Now it's escaping me. Um, but we have a little bit in there. Um, so you can have it with your morning coffee or if you're like not super sensitive to caffeine. Um, but so you don't have to skip your coffee for me. It's a ritual. I love my first cup of coffee in the morning. Um, but so we have uh, lion's mane, we have ashwagandha, L-theanine, um, lion's mane is a mushroom. So basically the way, and citicoline, um, and the way that all of these ingredients work together is to create this calming effect. So you get that little boost of energy, but it helps in so many different ways uh, to just like, help your body adapt to stressors and react more effectively to stressors and cortisol so that you're not having such extreme stress reactions and you're able to stay a little bit more calm. Um, it actually also helps basically slow the impacts of aging on the brain and it helps with memory retention and verbal fluency um, and all of these other things as well as giving you this like calmer kind of focused energy. Um, so yes, there's, they all kind of work together to create this, uh, this very specific feeling we're going for. There are other nootropics on the market that do have synthetic ingredients in them. Um, and some of them that have just like 
like they, they promote that more, like really more of the energy. And so they make you feel more wired and maybe super alert, but um, it definitely not calm and definitely not really managing stress any better um, or feeling less anxious. Um, and I've actually never tried the synthetic ones personally because they didn't, they didn't sound like safe. Like, I mean, I remember Mitch telling me, um, my co-founder, my brother, uh, when he was first telling me about nootropics, um, back when we were both kind of starting our own wellness journeys on our totally different paths still at the time, but, um, he was taking some that had synthetic ingredients in them. And he was telling me about these like crazy dreams he was having. He's like, I feel so alert and aware and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I was like, well, what? what's in it? And he's like, I don't really know. <laughs> um, and he liked how it made him feel, but it also was a little too intense. And so then he started going with the actually all natural ingredients, um, which just have a much longer track record of safe consumption and you know exactly what it is. It's just all natural. Um, and so when he told me about those, that's when I actually started taking nootropics and realized how incredible they were. And Mitch had tried so many different kinds and was kind of exploring the different benefits he was experiencing from different ingredients. And he was the one who really came up with our blend of, you know, just through trial and error of like, what was the best combination that made him feel the best and really get this like calming energy that he was looking for. Um, so yeah, that's he. And then he worked with the formulation scientist to get this all started. And then once he kind of had that process in place already, that's when he came to me because I have a branding agency. He's like, I want to brand this product. And then we ended up doing it together. Um, that's kind of how it all started. And I'm a little bit about the process of you know, how we selected these ingredients over anything else and how it kind of just, yeah, it just kind of gives that awesome calming effect. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm so attracted to this concept and with Freddie, because as someone who definitely like the anxiety, um, I'm sensitive, like there's all these factors that for me, it's like, I do love the ritual of coffee. I love the flavor of it. However, like one stronger coffee drink and I am a sweating, heart pumping mess. I'm very sensitive to it. Although I like, I still do enjoy it. Right. And the same goes for like my mind. I know I'm very prone to a little bit of, you know, like stimulus and my mind can just go a mile a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and so being able to just like know that something like this is going to just, you know, like it's, it's like you said, like you can still enjoy it with your coffee. It's probably going to be just fine for someone like me who's sensitive and anxious naturally, right? Like there's just that reassurance to it that, as you said, like is missing from a lot of alternatives on the market. Because mm -hmm. like I, I too, like I've seen multiple things I've been marketed to from them. And at the end of the day, I just don't feel like it would help someone like me. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people listening to that also struggle with, or not even struggle, but they just experience, you know, the anxiety or like a bit of a quick to react, uh, whatever it would be type of mind. And so something like this would be like the ideal blend in that sense, I think. Yeah. I think a lot of the other messaging of other brands out there is like fire on all cylinders. And I'm like, that's probably really appealing to some people, but for me, I'm like firing on more cylinders sounds so overwhelming. <laughs> like my brain is doing so much. I just want it to do a lot less, like one thing at a time, please. Yes. <laughs> fire on less cylinders. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, I do not need to be like revved up. I just need yeah. like, a little bit of direction and guidance here. <laughs> exactly. Well, that being said, like besides 
Freddie, you know, and how it's like personally impacted you. Have there been any other just like lifestyle or overall hacks you've found to just be like the most productive and efficient when it comes to work? Because you are someone like you're a multi-passionate, multi-creative entrepreneur. So like, how do you manage it in a, you know, more sensible way than that start when you were (laughs) coffee driven and pulled a bit too thin? Yeah. You know, um, my, it's really mindset. I think like I could give you a million little wellness hacks that I do and little rituals and stuff. Like I, I have so many little practices that I turn to, to just help me like recharge, fill my tank, feel better, take care of myself. I think it's going to be a little different for everyone. Um, but it's really mindset is what it comes down to. And something that I've really been embracing, you know, now that I've been on my entrepreneurial journey for a while and we have no Freddie and Laundry Girl just kind of both up and running. The thing that I really realized is like work is not the point. Like I love my work. It gives me a huge sense of purpose. It brings me a lot of joy. I find a lot of fulfillment in it, but it's not the only factor to a fulfilling life. And so whenever I start to get overwhelmed or super stressed out, or I like, I mean, I used to put in like 16 hours a day for work. Like I was, I was like, I told myself I had to, I'm like, I'm running two businesses. I took this on. I have to, you know, do this. And, um, and kind of, as I was just finding how unsustainable that was, um, you know, I had better tools at the time, you know, uh, to manage my anxiety and like keep that at bay, but I still wasn't doing my best work for, for anything. And so, I was really able to start saying like, okay, this is not the point. Like the point of doing all of this is to have the best life that I can have. And I'm not going to be able to help any of my clients or bring really valuable, insightful messages to the Freddie audience if I'm not taking care of myself and being introspective and, and putting my wellness first and actually walking the talk. So I now work like usually honestly like six hour days, um, four to six hour days sometimes. Um, and I've just really, really paired back and just started prioritizing so much, so much better setting much clearer boundaries. I have no notifications on my phone. I'm just like, do not bother me. Um, I will check when I'm ready to check what's going on in my digital world. And, uh, it has made all the difference to just put that mindset first of like, I love my work, but work is not the point. And if I make work the point, then suddenly I will be doing what I love, but not loving what I'm doing. And it just gets so overwhelming so quickly when you put all of your weight into making your career be the thing that is the thing that gives you satisfaction in life. It's just can't be your everything. It just can't. And I definitely learned that the hard way more than once. Um, And so now I've been, yeah, just so much more relaxed when I approach my work day. Um, just knowing like, okay, I'm going to show up with the energy I have and just try to be my best me today. Like my new goal every day is to be the least stressed out I can be <laughs> and get done what I need to get done. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it now. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that so deeply. I, it was actually just in the past few months, I moved across the country, all these things were happening. And I found myself in this very intense cycle of work. I'm Capricorn Taurus, like generator. Everything about me is just like tuned in for work. It's what drives me. It's Uh like everything. But as you just said there, it took me reaching burnout for the second time in my life, like already extreme burnout. 
where I realized like, okay, same thing you just said, like work is not everything. Like I did not do everything I've done in the past few years, move to this amazing place, create this life just so that I could work 24 seven, have all this money and then quite literally not have any time, any space to actually enjoy it, to be, you know, to take care of myself, to be well, to be enjoying life. And I think, you know, it's hard because there is such pressure whether you're going through college, you're just out of college, you're entering the workforce, um, or you're like starting trying to follow a passion or a dream of yours, there's just this immense pressure and messaging that like success is tied in with the work, right? And with the money and all of that. And for a lot of people, like it's scary to actually allow time and space in the day when you're not working because mm-hmm. right like that's when the inner critic fires up and it's like you're not doing enough you're a failure what are you doing <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're wasting time you're wasting money and that's just not the truth because right. in reality like I can't tell you how much money and time I had to invest in restoring my health from burnout because for me it's like burnout just destroys my gut and my hormones it puts my body through so much inflammation and shit like It's just Mm -hmm. insane. And then also going back to what you're saying now about working four to six hour days, that is amazing. And it's something I'm experiencing right now too, actually, where I'm trying to really shift down on the hours of day that I'm actively working. Because what I found was like, I, you know, yes, I was working these crazy long days and I was working all those hours, but I was like half-assing everything because I was so exhausted and so drawn thin. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get to a place where I'm more intentional and just mindful and efficient with my work, like what a change that makes in overall wellness, in your work ethic, in the, in the value, in the quality of the work you're producing. Like there's just so many benefits to it, but I know it's scary and it's hard <laughs> and it's, it's not always feasible, right? Like it's a give and a take situation, I think. Absolutely. I think like we assign our self-worth to basically like how many boxes we checked off our to-do list and how many hours we logged. And when you're doing it that way, it's like, are you really doing something meaningful? Are you really producing work and content or whatever it is that you're producing? Is it what is, you know, is it true to you? Is it adding value to the world, to yourself? Um, and oftentimes, no, if you're only measuring success in those, you know, in those types of metrics, like the only success you really need is, do you feel like at peace at the end of the day? And do you feel satisfied and confident with what you're able to produce? And that's, um, yeah, I think that's so much of what we have to like unlearn about our culture in general and like hustle culture um, just says like, work harder, work harder, work harder you know, if you're, if you're not getting the results you want, push harder. It's like, and I love that you say you're, um, you said you're a generator. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I have like, I'm new to this human design world, but it's been like opening my eyes like crazy over the last several months. So I'm a projector and it just made so much sense. I'm like, this is why I am like, first of all, a horrible employee. Like whenever I've attempted to go down the corporate route, it has like chewed me up and spit me out so quickly. Um, and like, it makes sense because I'm just reading everything about a projector. I'm just like, okay, that's literally not, literally not built to do that. (laughs) Um, and I'm trying to lean into that so much more too. And just like, no, own it. Like I'm really made to kind of look at the big picture of things and like, think about how things can be done better. And, you know, 
contribute what I'm really great at, contribute my skills, and then be like, okay, that's enough, like back to self-care. And that's just really been so much more effective in moving things forward with business. Yeah, I I think human design is so, so powerful, so cool. (laughs) No, and that's funny because I remember, I have the oddest memory too. I remember unimportant things and forget the important things, but- uh, Oh, same. (laughs) In your almost 30 podcast episode, like of all the things I remember, I remember you saying like, you just found yourself, you're really, you really enjoy starting things, right? Like getting things off the ground. And like, how aligned is that with a projector? I mean, like all projectors I know in life, it's so similarly where it's like, you have like the vision, like you have that capability, but then there comes a point where you step back, right? Mm -hmm. If you like, if you felt that way, but you didn't understand why, and you just like pushed yourself to just fit that like nine to five corporate job, like how, like, you know, just like how much are you missing out on in life? So like, that's so beautiful. I love how, you know, like whether it's human design, astrology, I don't know, like Enneagram, any of those. Like, love Enneagram. You're such, with Enneagram. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like still trying to get into it. I just interviewed someone on it last night. Like there's oh, such cool. great frameworks for like understanding like oh, yeah. how you fit best in this world, right? Like how you yes. can kind of like, find your way. It's like such a trial and error sort of thing. And oh, just love them. I find them such great tools for like communication and articulation. Like even mm-hmm. if it's just to yourself or like into your journal, or like if you're, if you have a partner, just it, being able to explain kind of if you got in an argument or like being able to recognize patterns and just, yes. just put to words what you're experiencing, because it, it's so hard to have that perspective on yourself to just explain it. And once you have the words for it, it's like, it all makes sense. All of a sudden, that's why I love what I do actually is uh, I just help people find the words to explain what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I just find it such an incredible tool for introspection. It's like, it's like an internal brand clarity guide. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. And actually, because launch a girl, that's, where you're working with the people, right. For like branding and everything. Yeah. 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 And like, how true is that? Whereas like, these are just such great ways to be able to communicate like with yourself in your journal, understanding fundamentally, like why you think this way, why you're swayed to, you know, to these actions, whatever it is. And then to communicate that outward too. And I think that's, what's so neat about like anyone when they do like branding or like what you do with, with Laundry Girl, like it's just so needed, you know, and I'm someone I, I'm just like head down doing the work without taking the time to like find that clarity as we previously discussed. So I think it's just like so important and so neat too, that you can like, you know, do that for so many others and just help them, as we said in the beginning, like get things started and really like take things off the ground. So yeah, beautiful too. well, let's do a brand strategy session together at some point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> the best. It's be yeah. fun. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Well, and so we've been talking about like your own personal journey with work with Freddie and Launcher Girl and just everything you've done like personally in between. So where can people connect on, you're probably on multiple platforms, I suppose, for both. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where can they connect, learn more, follow along? Absolutely. So uh, Freddie is um, on Instagram. We are Freddie. So F-R-E-D-I is how you spell Freddie. Um, so we're there. Our website is wearefreddie.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram as well. It's just my full name, Chelsea Glazer. And Launch It Girl is Launch It Girls, plural. 
um, and where to launch it girl.com. So that's kind of all the places you can find us. Uh, we have a TikTok as well, but Love pretty it. much our reels. Um, and yeah, where, where else are we? I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on clubhouse now. Have you heard of clubhouse? It's so yes. cool. Oh wait, my friend just invited me to it because she's like, like you're a natural speaker. You'll be great. But I, I saw it's, I don't understand it. I have to still get on. I'm kind of like nervous. I get, I'm so, whenever something new comes out, I'm like, most people kind of like go towards it. And I'm the opposite where I'll like hide from it. <laughs> like I'm still not on TikTok. I still have done like only two reels, but yeah, it's like with Clubhouse from what I get, it's basically like an audio social media. Like, yeah, it's so cool. It's like, there's all these different conversations that happen. And mm -hmm. oftentimes um, there'll be like a panel of speakers in the room, and then you can raise your hand and participate in the conversation. So there's, so they'll like let you in and you can like pitch what you're working on, or you can ask them a question. And there's like so many incredible professionals and I've met so many cool people through it already. Um, and you can get some amazing expert advice on pretty much anything. Like you can find a room happening for anything. So that's really cool. You can find me on Clubhouse if you're on Clubhouse. Also just my name, Chelsea Glazer. Um, but it's so cool. I think Mitch and I are going to maybe start like a wellness before work type of room thinking about uh, some of those different things we've been playing around with how to use the app, but I'm new to it too, but it's really cool. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm getting yes. on tonight. <laughs> yeah. There's been some fun conversations for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Awesome. That's so neat. I'm going to, I need to get on that sooner rather than later. So I will definitely <laughs> check it out. That's so neat. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just so happy we got to connect and Me thank you too. for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily.